You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Theme, Jack. The correct Jordan Harris Stadium time, the correct Auburn Arena time is 8.35 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Brought to you by Sonic Tools. Can I say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah I think Brought to you by Sonic Tools, Harvard by the good folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. I am Son of Crow. Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. And 
We'll get to this later, but a lot of you know it's at Son of Crow and Bimbo, and I am going to talk a lot about that at some point, I think, and write a lot about that, because that's changed my life. To one side of me is amateur statistician, engineer, grill master at Ryan S. Starrett. AU nerd won our bracket pool, and he picked Virginia. Everybody he doesn't. should know that. Yeah, number one. He doesn't one, get to win. He doesn't get to win. That was breaking the rules, yeah. nerd. The rules are you had to pick Auburn to yes. win. Number one. Number two, how dare you? The other side of me is going to give you full Fort Payne ASMR. I'm going to turn this reverb down. There we go. The AU chief. F Virginia. Yes. Greetings, Orange and Truthers. Tonight, we're going to talk basketball. And that's all that I'm going to talk about. Anybody else can talk about whatever they want on this pod. But as part of my solemn Lenten oath, I'm only talking basketball. And we'll not talk American football. We might talk a little, actually, I, we'll talk a little Auburn soccer at some point. I yeah. want to shout out to a couple of our girls who were on the USA women's under-23 team. Went to Spain, got a win. Brie Folds got the start. Brie Foldinho. Uh, that's a really big freaking deal. Does that, <laughs> that mean that she's, like, she's going to be on the national team? Not necessarily. Point? Okay. I mean, there's some girls that she's probably get a look-in, though, now. Yeah. This is, this is technically a look-in. This is technically a look-in. Right. Uh, she's also been captain, I believe, so that's what that means. Nice. We, uh... <laughs> We'll probably also talk about the team that we refused to talk about so that we didn't hurt their uh, season. Yeah, no, we're going to talk yeah, about that. We'll talk about gymnastics. That's yeah. right. What a what a bunch of stars they are. My goodness gracious. Not just – I want to talk about a gymnastics meet that I went to actually right now before we get started on basketball. A couple of weeks ago, I went to their last home meet against Air Force. Gymnastics won because they didn't lose a single home meet all year. Yeah. But I had to start thinking that – Air Force gymnast is like, why that isn't Air Force women's gymnast already a like superhero origin story? Because imagine you're you're a, you're an officer in the United States Air Force because you're at the Air Force Academy number one. You're an elite. It's gymnast. Possible that is part of Captain Marvel's. Uh, I guess that's true. Story. I mean, she is a, she is a uh, Air Force captain. I know, but the, is she an Air Force Academy grad? I, well, being a captain means I mean, she's she an might officer. be. She's an officer. So. I, I would have to look that up. That sounds like exactly like something they would have done yeah. in the 1970s. She'd be like a national champion at gymnastics yeah. Yeah. at Air Force Academy. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Auburn Gymnastics <laughs> destroyed Air Force in that meet. But we can talk about them later because yeah. we're going to talk a little basketball. Chief yeah. and I made our way up to the Great White North. We took off to the Great White North, which is a well, reference just, that maybe like six people might get. Just south of the Great White North, yeah. actually. Take off. Land of 10,000 Yeah. Yes. Oh, don't you know. We went to a place where people say, don't you know. (laughs) And they inject cheese into their hamburger. Minnesota. Oh, oh, gosh. Thank you. If I'm a little distracted tonight, it's because I'm watching the GOAT himself, Dirk Nowitzki, play his last home game as a Dallas Mavericks. It was a rough basketball week for uh, for Crow here. It's an emotional basketball week. Oh, J.J. Barea. That was Luka. Yeah, that's Luka magic. They are killing the Suns currently. Well, the Suns are really, really bad. <laughs> well, Auburn would give the Suns a fit. No, no, the Suns would probably like win. Buns. Yeah. More like buns. Goodbye. Sorry, I stepped <laughs> on your joke, Ryan. So Chief and I went up to Minnesota, uh, land of 10,000 lakes. Mm-hmm. We, I didn't see any lakes on the Mississippi River, though. Uh, and guys, what an experience. I did see a lake today. Oh, you did? On the way up? Yeah, uh, on the way to the airport. I was like, oh, there's a lake. We, uh, what an experience. Pond. What an experience. Like, yeah. for me, it was... Yeah. I was glad to... I mean, really, the, the most magical day for me 
was the Friday we got there because we we were really taking in oh like we cheers twenty times that day that we were at the at final the final four, four. after your three thirty wake up calls yeah man God, I had to get to the dang airport in Montgomery at four forty five in the yeah. morning it was awful um, but that was fun it, it was it was kind of a wild weekend because of that because. That felt like three days in one day, and like uh, it, it was, it was cool. But that that Friday, just just being there and just we hadn't lost yet. There was no, nothing ruined that Friday. That Friday was great. And yeah, it, it was really cool. And then Saturday was fun too, because it, it you know it was we were playing for this game. Crow Crow made it up. Guys, um, I'll talk about that right now if you don't mind. Yeah. Um. So I I shout out Son of Crow on Venmo every episode of this podcast. Zero people have ever actually Venmo me money due to that. Um, and and the only person who had Venmo me money prior to this nonsense was Josh Dubb, who, when I would do a good tweet, would Venmo me a nickel, five cents, which is the go on rate for a good tweet. I think that's an NCAA um, violation. It's a darn good tweet, is what he would say. Uh, but then I wrote a song that got a little out of control. We've got Jared, took off, and got, a, got away from me, and it made a lot of people happy, and... Whether or not it was made as a joke or not, eventually didn't matter yeah. because it was no longer a joke. By the time Auburn beat North Carolina, it was not a joke. Yeah. This was now a serious anthem that people loved, um, which to me, part of the reason like I like being the positive funny guy instead of the negative sarcastic funny guy mm-hmm. uh, is because just the world needs more mirth. Yeah. It's by like, I don't hate on Jimmy Fallon. A lot of people hate on Jimmy Fallon. The world needs the Jimmy Fallons of the sure. world. Like, and, and the James Corden. The people are just having fun. Yeah. And not and not just that's, being negative. I mean, took over the line. I know. Me. James Corden's a little cheese, but <laughs> they, they the kicked air. him out of the UK. Because I know. So, anyway. So, but, but I, the point stands. Like, I, I think just the idea to bring something positive that's fun. Uh, is a rare human experience, and the fact that it took off like it did it was such a like. I probably cried more this weekend before I got to Minnesota oh, okay. than I even did after I did, we lost. But I get it. Just because, like, all of a sudden I get a phone call Friday night. Like I've just worked. Oh, that was wild. I just worked all day. Didn't take Friday off because I needed to be in town. To I was host. We were hosting a disaster relief trip. Some people from out of town came in to do tornado relief, and I need to be there to show them around and stuff. You know, just helping the community. Yeah. <laughs> Little things. And I it fin- I finish up Friday, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I get a call from my mom. And my mom and some people in my hometown who are not, like, they have no connection to Auburn. Right. Most of them don't. Some of them, like, they're, they're, they're like, they might have a kid coming to Auburn or something. But, like. These are Texans, though. These are Texans who just have heard the song. Yeah. By what for whatever reason. I mean, it got on the 24-7 board on the main page, the main. 24-7. So then a lot of people, I knew people, my buddy in Charlotte was telling me people at his office were, were listening to it who are Michigan fans. Like, they don't have anything to do I, with all I want to circle back around to this after you, you're done. Because okay. I, think, I think this also relates to this Auburn, Auburn team as well. Absolutely. The so. team was fun and positive, and so the song fit them mm-hmm. perfectly. Right. Also, there's no way that a football team, no matter how fun or positive they are, could have latched onto it. Right. Which is not even my basketball. It's just an amazing yeah, sport. There's too, there's too many people in football that take themselves too seriously. Right. Especially college basketball is a very intimate sport. And a very fun, like, we're not taking this yeah. too seriously. 
We're all having a good time. The NBA has got that. The reason why the NBA is the fastest growing sport on social media and just in watchability is because people are sick and tired of how pompous the NFL oh, is yeah. and how seriously they have to take themselves. Anyway, the fact that people would pool miles together and money and hundreds of dollars um, to get me to Minnesota was the most overwhelming experience. Until the fact that people, it all it started out with like a dollar for the song. Yeah. People were like, oh, I like the song. Here's a dollar. Here's two dollars. Here's three dollars. And then once it became, we got to get Crow to Minnesota, it was here's five, here's 10, here's 20, here's 50, here's a hundred dollars, here's four hundred dollars. And, it, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, I, I mean, what do you do? I mean, my phone's blowing up. Um, just people, most of them strangers that I've mm-hmm. never met are then mowing me money, are buying shirts that are going to help out with Youth for Christ, East Alabama Youth for Christ, um, just because of a feeling that I gave them through a silly song. And it, and it really, like, there's no way to describe it other than to say it was just over, it was overwhelming. And, un, and undeserved, and I I said on Twitter a couple of week, a couple of days ago like me every two hours. Well, that's the craziest thing that's ever going to happen to me. Two hours later, what? Like, because that legitimately was the situation. Like I every couple of minutes. It, it, then once I landed in Minnesota, it got wild fast. Pun intended for yeah, the hockey yeah. fans out there. <laughs> it got wild fast. It was like land in Minnesota. Well, get on the airplane in Atlanta. And I meet two people on the plane that want to help me get to the stadium, and they're gonna give me a ride in the rental car, just because they just because of the yeah, song. Yeah. Then land in Minnesota, that happens. Shout out to Jim. She's she's a Kyo. If she listens to this, shout out to you for helping me out. Um, her and her boyfriend Derek, who's a cheerleader at Auburn. Uh, also, just an incredible couple of people to share a row with. Yeah. And then get to Minnesota and get to the Marriott, and now it's like. Who, the who's who of Auburn. Before right. I even get to the Marriott, I go to the game because I'm, yeah. I'm skirting right. time. Right. Yeah. So I get to the game. As I'm walking in the stadium, a guy that, from the Wall Street Journal calls me on the phone. And yeah, so... Some little local paper. <laughs> so the Wall Street <laughs> Journal calls me on the phone. I did like a five or ten minute interview in the concourse of the stadium while I'm watching the warm-ups. So Auburn's in the Final Four. Just like walking into that, I'm like tearing up. Phone call rings in the New York area code. I answer the phone. Hey, this is so-and-so with, New York, with the Wall Street Journal. We're going to do a story on you and the song, If Auburn Wins. Right. So I do this interview, blah, blah, blah. I keep telling him, like, look, this is, that's not, I'm, not, I'm not a big deal. <laughs> this is not a big deal. Um, keep he's like, and he's like, dude, it's a big deal. Um, if they win, this is going to be a huge deal, an even bigger deal. Um, I hang up the phone. Josh Black, who has been with me every step of the way on this deal. And like one of the uh, official Josh's of one uh, of the official Josh's. We're, actually, we're the official podcast of guys named Josh on Twitter. We're the official podcast of Auburn Twitter. Number yes. one, number two, we're the official podcast of guys named Josh. And he's one of the, the Josh's. And he's one of the Josh's and this Josh black, God bless him. Great guy. Um, like I, that's all I can say. Like he, the night before I'm sitting here thinking I'm not going to the game. And I get a FaceTime call from Josh Black, who I've never spoken to on the phone in my life. And I answer the FaceTime, and it's Bruce Pearl. <laughs> like, that's, like, legitimately, it's Bruce Pearl on the other end of the line. Um, again, wild things never happened to me until I get a ticket to the game. 
I take it to the stadium. I take it to the to Minnesota. I take it to the game. I get up there and and Josh is like, "Come down to my section. I'm in section F1." And I'm like, "There's no way I'm gonna get let into section F1." <laughs> I bought tickets from a guy named The Juice Is Good yeah. on Twitter, and we also <laughs> hung out with after the game. What a good dude. Yeah, good guy. I, I we drove I drove him back to Auburn from the airport in Atlanta. Yeah, we were on the same cool. flight back. Yeah, what a good dude. Yeah, again, gave me a discount on the ticket. Just every step of the way, undeserving of all this stuff. And I find Josh, and guess who he's talking to? Christy Malzahn and Gus Malzahn, who love this song. Yeah. And now, again, we have just stepped up weird things that have happened to me. The weirdest thing that happened to me all weekend, bar none, happened just at this moment. So I'm, I asked Coach Malzahn for a picture with Coach Malzahn because this is how many times am I going to hang out with Coach Malzahn? I didn't realize he's going to be at the hotel afterwards yeah. and we're going to have like a five-minute conversation. Yeah. But So I grabbed Coach Malzahn and I asked Josh to take a picture and there was a lady standing behind Josh. I'm assuming, and you can tell she has her phone out, like she's getting in line for thinking, they, I think she's thinking Gus is doing photos. <laughs> so once the photo is done with Gus, she hands Josh his, her, her phone and is like, you take a picture of me and uh, the guy who wrote We've Got James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, like, this is the coach of the team, of the right. football team. This guy has won an SEC championship and gone to another. He's gone to a national championship, won a championship as a coordinator. I wrote a dumb song. Then we go down. Josh is like, all right, come with me. We're going down. We're going to meet Alan Green. Josh interrupts Alan Green's conversation with Grant Hill. <laughs> So that I can shake Alan Green's hand. Grant Hill. Freaking Grant Hill, man. Yeah. I had his basketball card. Right. You know, Sports Illustrated for Kids with him on it. <laughs> so I, I shake Alan Green's hand. And the whole time, one of those dumb things where you're like, you keep re- repeating his first and last name because you're yeah, kind yeah. of dumbfounded. Right. Talk. Yeah, Alan Green. It's great to meet you, Alan Green. <laughs> like, I'm so out of my element meeting famous people. Well, also, too, and, and that's one situation. He's not that much older than us. No. And and super chill. But he's also like a pretty – he's a powerful dude at Auburn University. It's it's, it's weird to call him Mr. Green. His, it feels weird to call him Alan. So I'll go. also say this, Chief. His skin is flawless. He is a good-looking dude. Oh, yeah. And his hands are so soft. Yeah. For playing baseball, I was like, man, Alan Green – He's You're the, the coolest best. guy in the world. You're the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. The yeah. Guy in the world. He, oh, for sure. Hey, his <laughs> kids love the song. He said they're playing it at the house all the time. So now I'm like, this is too this is too freaking much. Um, I get to my seat. The band plays the song. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so then after the game, I'm walking back to the Marriott, because I am in a daze. Oh yeah. Every hey, the look on Auburn fans' faces after this game was was just one. I imagine it's the same look that someone that had been bombed by the uh, uh, Germans in World War II looked like. Exactly. Like, like, and that goes a long way to say it, it was just shell shock. Like, the no, Germans shock. bombed us at Pearl Harbor? Yeah, the Germans <laughs> bombed us at Pearl Harbor. I didn't say Pearl Harbor. No, I <laughs> During the Blitz. Yes, I was, I was specifically speaking of London, It's Ryan. a joke. Anyway, um, it, the, the, face, the looks on people's, people's faces were just... We were shell We were walking zombies. It's, it was probably even worse at the Marriott. Oh, Just man. because it was only Auburn people, um, but anyway, as I'm you're, walking back to the Marriott, like literally, policemen are stopping me and saying, "You guys got robbed." Yeah, police officers in Minnesota who have no dog in the fight, who are listening to the game on the radio, are telling me we got robbed. Um, well, they're police officers. I should stop people from robbing you. I know. <laughs> hey, go, yeah, go exactly. rescue <laughs> <laughs> So, 
So I see two Auburn fans, two elderly Auburn fans, waiting in a street corner next to a cop. And I'm actually a little lost at this point because I've never, at this point, I had never been to the Marriott. So I tell, I ask them, hey, are you guys going to the Marriott? And they said, yes, absolutely. You want to, we're about to take an Uber, an Uber. You can split it with me. Um, their accents are definitely not Southern. Yeah. Well, I'm like, okay. Thank you guys so much. Again, people just keep giving me stuff. It was like the life of Riley up there. Um, so I sit in the backseat of this Uber with this old man and his wife. And come to find out, it's Bruce Pearl's aunt and uncle. Um, who are the sweetest, Joel and Judy. The sweetest people in the world. Um, and we talk and talk. They love the song. <laughs> so we get into the hotel. They introduced me to their extended family, which was all there. Bruce Pearl's. Yeah. The entire family was there. Entire corner of the uh, bar area to get together. I had heard uh, Bruce yeah. was having a hard time getting enough tickets for this game. Oh, I'm sure that doesn't chime me. Well, a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these people though go to every. Oh, they said there. they said they have gone to every game, well, every postseason game, right? So conference tournament and right. that he's ever coached, right? So and going back to the University of I don't know if you guys know before Bruce got to Auburn, he had never missed the tournament. Yeah. So they've been to the tournament a lot. They've been to tournament yeah. a lot. So this is it, meeting all those guys. And then you start seeing like Auburn royalty walking into the room. You start seeing Mamadou and Jai. Oh, man, that was the craziest. And you start seeing like some, some big money boosters. And, and, and I'm meeting all these people. And all of them know me. or it's, it's been, it, That was super weird. And then the team shows up. Um. And that's when it got the tears started coming again, oh. and now you're seeing like Stephen Pearl weeping, like, yeah, like sobbing. I, weeping. I I get back. This is around the time I get back yeah. to, to the hotel as well. Crow and I had not met up during the day at this point yet because he because of how close the uh, my flight landed at one o'clock. I had to get to a hotel that I was staying at with buddy my name Anthony. Shout out to Anthony uh, who let me sleep right. on his on his floor for free. Um, but he was staying at the University Inn, which was on campus at the University of Minnesota, which is a gorgeous campus. Yeah, Not the University Inn in Auburn. No. It's a little different. <laughs> and then, well, it wasn't like, this wasn't the Ritz-Carlton. And, I, and then I, uh, like, walked to the stadium, right. like, 25-minute walk to the stadium. But then I, and then the game, and then I went to the Marriott. Yeah. So then, th- this is the point we meet up, and I get back to the hotel, and the the players and coaches had just, just gotten back as well. And we were walking into the bar area, and, and Stephen... Pearl is standing there and has just started yeah. getting pretty emotional. And dude, that like we all lost it. You're I lost it. I'm like, yeah. like there. This was the weepiest. Oh man, hotel I've ever been in. You're like, seeing old men, old Auburn men, just crying their eyes. The, out. And I guess it was that was probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock when we got back yeah. over there. And and from that point on until two. Three in the morning, whatever it was, that people you you would see people just tearing up, like yeah. just thinking about this game. It was it was people were vacillating wildly between just in awe that we were there and yeah. so close, yep, and then very sad that we missed it. Yeah, um, there was a little bit of pissed off in there as well. Yeah, oh, there was there was some of that. That was come that would come in waves. Yeah, um, it, but yeah, a lot of sadness more than madness. Yeah, that March Madness. Um, the, then the next, the only people that weren't like that though, were the players. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The next people coming were the players, and they were fine. You they, know, now I will say Samir and Jared didn't come up. Yeah, and I understand that completely. Both those guys probably didn't want to face a lot of people. Yeah, um, 
unfortunately, they didn't do anything wrong. When I meet Crow, finally, yeah, he's he's sitting at a table with uh, Josh Black, and they're they're eating, and I walk up, start talking to him, and a couple of dudes beside him get up and they leave, and Crow had no idea the entire time he he had been sitting next to uh, Jared's dad and brother. Yeah, who look who ended up being on my plane as well, flying look, back, but look looked, exactly like they could be his triplets. They could be triplets. Jared, his brother, his dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad does not look like. That much older than Jared right. at all. Right. Now, on the, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but I think on the TV broadcast, it looked like when they showed Jared's dad that Bo was sitting with him. Probably. Maybe. They, well, I mean, all the Auburn... I, I may have missed that, but the I Auburn like, on, on the broadcast. All the Auburn people who the university probably gave a ticket to were, probably were sitting in the same place. section. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you this. Bo Jackson comes on the screen, the Jumbotron, <laughs> and that's when the run started. Oh, yeah. And Michigan, oh, not Michigan, Virginia didn't score a point until the free throws at the end of the game. Yeah. From the moment Bo Jackson was shown. At five, to the end of the five game. minutes, 20 something seconds left. Auburn went on I mean, 12. Everybody, I'm just going to throw our, our Gertney members under the bus, our college mag staff. A lot of people were giving up. Oh, I I just. There was a with five guy, minutes left, I, was, I felt minutes. like I was afraid it's just not our day. Would but, you have rather. It not been our day, and we lose by twelve. Well, or the way that I would argue, yeah. was actually, I would argue that it wasn't our day. The way yeah. we lost, but uh, <laughs> but yes, I, I would have rather lost by the ten than the way that went down. But I, it just we did not shoot the percentage. We, we we did not shoot the ball well. We did not turn them over. And but we didn't shoot free throws well. Yet again, through sheer force of will, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown, Bryce brought, Brown man. brought us back. God bless. Um, and leading scorer, Samir Dowdy. Yeah. Samir Dowdy, who did not have a bad game in the least, had nothing to hang his head on, and played good defense all most of the game. He gave Almost up a three because he got lost. Anthony McElroy. McElroy. Yeah. yeah. Anthony had a great yeah. game. Anthony had a good game. The only person who could say they probably didn't have their best game was Malik. Yeah. Malik was pretty good on defense, though. Yeah, he was good on defense. He just couldn't get the yeah. shot going. Austin not had a couple of go good shots. Yeah, There's not too. enough points to go around for everybody when you're playing Virginia. Right. Austin missed a shot that he should have made. In the first half, but other than that, he had a really it's good just, game. There's all this, all these things that could have. I don't know. Are we ready to talk about the actual game? Here's or? the thing: we can sit we here can. and okay. talk about, oh, if we had done this, we could have won, or we were so close here. This call was, you know, the worst. I, I don't know if I have the heart to do that. I mean, we we played a one seed. Played we their took, game. We took a lead. We, we played their game. We took a lead on them late. Played their game and yeah. played it as good as you can play. Yep. Took it down to less than a second with the lead. This team played the fastest-paced team in the world and beat them at their game. Yeah. And then two games later played the slowest team in the world and beat them at their game. And and that's really tough to do. Yeah. From an offensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, from just a basketball strategy standpoint, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense that Auburn's able to change what it can do, and be successful in both ways. And the reason why is because shooting can travel. If you can shoot, which Auburn can shoot, you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, You're going to be okay if you have that many guys that can shoot. I used to say it's not your best player that's important, and it's not really even your second best player that's that important. It's your third best player. If your third best player is better than their third best player, you usually win the game. Because your first two cancel each other out, unless you've got LeBron. Unless your first best player is just transcendent. Um... Like you've got a John Morant. Like Murray State's third best player is not better than anybody's third best they're going to run up against, but their first best is just so good. Right. But it's not 
Bryce and Jared, yes, by sheer force of will. But the fact that every game Auburn had a third guy yeah. who just yammed on people. Chumo Kiki's on the floor. We beat them by 15 points. Because then your third guy is Bryce Brown. And, and that's they, a chance. They, they can't stop. They, yeah. they would have had nothing for Chimo. They would have had nothing for Chimo. I mean, like, what Auburn was able to do to them from an X's and O's standpoint was spread their pack line defense yeah. out right? and then penetrate. And then it was just basic basketball. You penetrate, the guy has to come help, and now you kick it to the guy who's open. And you have Anthony McLemore with Alley Hoop. You have another dunk from Austin Wiley. Right. Or you have a kick out three to Bryce Brown. You just They just... What Virginia does is they help the helper really, really well. Mm-hmm. But if you well, keep that, that the ball the around, that that was the thing that we could we couldn't do anything. We couldn't get open off screens. Yeah, that the, the, our ball screens just didn't work. So they, ball movement had and to that's be. That's what people have talked about all week. Was that Virginia is one of the best teams in the country at defending ball screens? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and you, you, well. you kind of knew that you weren't going to get a lot of. And it, it wasn't switches. They they just flat out played man to man. It this this game hurt. So bad because we yeah. didn't play our best, but we played good enough to win yeah. the ball game. And to have it go the way it went, ooh, it hurts. It hurt. It's it's gonna yeah. hurt for a long time. I, I'm already. I think most people are already starting to be okay. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um. It. But it's still. It's gonna be the one. Uh. You think about. I mean. I know. I'll go. To the, to my grave, thinking we should just we should have won that game. Yeah, um, and you don't feel better. Like, I I hate to say this because I'm not expecting it or saying that we need to do this. Right. You don't feel better about this game unless we win the national championship next year. Yeah. Right. Unless you're you know Virginia lost the 16 seed, won championship. And what happened last night in the national championship game? Um, I'm sure Texas Tech fans are just as pissed off. as Almost we are. makes it worse. Yeah. To me. Because they won, they are just pissed off. Texas Tech fans. They they very much are. Those poor guys last night. I felt really their best cool. player had an awful first half of the game. Three It makes it worse because it's like we could have beaten Texas Tech. Oh, that that also makes it worse. But I had several Tech fans tell me inside the stadium that man, it should be y'all. Yeah, we should be playing y'all. Wait, and and just specifically said we didn't want to play y'all, but we should be right. playing y'all. Um, Nobody wanted a piece of no, Auburn. No, they didn't. And, and the the fact that this team, this Virginia team, seemed there seemed to be. I don't. I last night I almost went full Dale Gribble, and I'm like, this is this is conspiracy. They just wanted them to win. Um, it, it's hard. Several to say, people have gone that far. It's hard to it's hard to go that far just because I I think. NCAA referees are awful. In yeah, general. they're not good. Not it's smart been, enough or good enough to do conspiracy. That's been Chris' platform for so, a year now. Yeah, since we started this. So uh, it, there's that, but the, it was clear. CBS definitely wanted Virginia to win this oh, whole thing. Yeah. So, but and, and ESPN, even though ESPN, because they love the controversy, has been running with all the. I think ESPN loves it because it wasn't their network. Yeah. Um, but they just wanted to be able to say that this this team deserved it because they lost to the 16th seed. They got their butts yeah, kicked. Yeah, they like the redemption story. But there's no connection between those no. two for me. And They got their butts run by the 16th seed last year. It, 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 
you can't say Virginia fans shouldn't be happy because you're going to be happy if your team wins. Yeah. If that had happened but, to us, I would have been really bummed for Virginia. Like, if it had been the opposite. Yeah, team, right. I'd been bummed for Virginia, but I would have been like, okay, let's, this must be must yeah. be team of destiny. Right. That's probably what I, what I would have said, some nonsense like that. So, it's just – it's it's a hard one to swallow. And, and last night, them winning the whole thing off of some questionable stuff that makes it harder to swallow, too. It's kind of like – and this is maybe because I'm watching the Mavs right now. Yeah. But – when the Mavericks blew a 2-1 lead to the Miami Heat in the 06 Finals with Avery Johnson as their head coach, um, I didn't think I'd ever get over it. Yeah. And I have firms over friends who still are, but they really are. because. But it wasn't until the 2011 Finals, when we, had, when we beat the Heat with LeBron and Wade, that I kind of was like, okay, I'm over you. I mean, like, I'm, I can't be mad about the 06 right. Finals. Because right. this... Like we've gone, we've gone back to the mountaintop against that same team, right. you know, different players. Only Wade and Haslam were still on the same right. team, but different players, and still beat beat that franchise. And so now we can kind of get over it. It's in the same way, like like you said, like Auburn is going to now almost need to win a national championship right. for so us to really be over that, that. That's exactly it, and that that was one of the things I kept thinking about after the game is how hard it is to get to a Final Four. We may never do it again. We may, we never, may never do it again. again. And there seem to be some people trying to pick themselves up with, we'll right, be back, Atlanta next we'll year. be back, we'll be back. And, and I was I was just thinking, you don't know that. Now, Virginia hasn't been have, one since the 80s. There's no doubt in my mind, we'll be back to an Elite Eight. Yeah. We'll, Virginia, get, we'll get back to that. That's the thing, Ryan. Virginia hasn't been back since the 80s. Virginia's not a blue blood. And, but, they're but they've had some teams. They have. Right. Like they've been a fairly elite program. Since that's what I. That's what I kept saying. And, and they, they hadn't been back. Been to the Final Four two times now. I mean, Tom Izzo. People think Tom Izzo is the greatest thing since life. Right? He's been to eight Final Fours. Right. He's he's been in there for ever. Coach one K, day. one title. Coach K. Yeah, we talked about this. Coach K's forty years at Duke. Forty years at Duke, he has won five championships. Five. He is the greatest basketball. And he's the coach. best coach in college basketball. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. ever. Wouldn't. I, well. Yeah, Wooden was able to recruit all the best players yeah. without being the but team yeah. USA coach, though. I mean, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Different era. advantage there. Different if you, era. If you I'm look at like the way that we treat football, imagine having a coach at Auburn for forty years, and he only won five championships. And he won five championships. That's that's not even a championship. It's barely a championship every ten years. Making the we've talked about this already before. I'm pretty sure on the pod. Making the Final Four is, I think, infinitely harder than making Absolutely. Because you've got to beat increasingly more difficult competition twice a week. Twice a week. For four Every weeks. other day. For a month. For a month. Uh, it, and to do what Auburn did it, and go undefeated in the month of March is so un- unprecedented. That That's the whole thing is there's it's the variables. The, yeah. There's so many variables that go into getting there that there is literally no guarantee we'll ever make it back. As good as we can be, as good as we want to be. This again, this Virginia team is was a really good team last year. They lost to a 16 seed. It's like the Dan Marino thing. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowls for his rookie year. That yeah, was it. That was it. He never went back. And you're like, well, because he and he even says like, when you're there, you're thinking, oh, I'll be back next year. That was easy. Yeah. And I didn't go down this. So much has to has to happen. I think Auburn football in 2013. You know, yeah. absolutely. My brother did not go to the 2010. National Championship because he thought, oh, we'll be back. Oh, man, we built this. Oh, no. We got the coach. Oh, no. We got all this stuff. And so when 2013 came around, he was like, I'm going 
to the Rose Bowl. And 2013 seemed even more sustainable because you right. weren't relying on that one great yeah, player. that's true. But, like, so for me, the fact that I got to go to this. Yeah. Like, that. that has, again, I didn't bring it up to, to. That all sounded kind of negative. I didn't bring that no, up. It's, it's the negative. mountaintop, man. It's the we mountaintop. made it. We made it to the mountaintop. We we won another championship. We won the yeah. Midwest Regional. There's a reason you get a trophy. There's a reason you get a trophy. That's there will be anytime a you hear there'll be a banner in all yes. the arena. Two banners. Yep. The team will get rings. Yep. Yep. Anytime you hear you want to hear some some fan probably I they'll probably get a, do a ring. They'll get an SEC championship ring and they'll Midwest. get a Midwest Regional championship. Yeah, okay. Anytime you hear some fan of another school talk about how Auburn didn't do we didn't win it. Or do some do enough, or oh, it doesn't mean anything. Blah, blah, saw, blah. I saw a little bit about those that people, we haven't made the college football playoff, right. so they're better than us. Those people are football fans. <laughs> yeah, they do not realize that you get a trophy for winning the Midwest Regional, and the reason you get a trophy for winning the Midwest Regional is because going to the Final Four is an accomplishment in itself. There's Here. four teams a year that do it. Four teams. There's 377. And they're not, cho- and they're not chosen by some no. weird committee to get there. There's not a cabal that made UCF up of Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. There's not a cabal of war criminals that choose <laughs> oh, whoa. who goes whoa. to the college. Whoa. Whoa. Good <laughs> Lord. Hey, hot takes. Hot takes <laughs> season over here. Man, that's a little worse than uh, Chief hating on some beat writers. <laughs> is it? Anyway, uh, speaking of it, I'm going to oh. shut them out. The beat writers... I will say this team brought thing, the best out in our beat writers. Well, and not just the beat writers. Brought the best out in Everybody. Auburn. Yeah, I think so. Too. Period. Auburn, period. We're going to get to this later when we have a, a redone version of Champs and Chums. Auburn, in general, was going to be my hammer. Hammers of the week. Right. Hammers and nails. Thank, they were shout just, out James Jones. Yeah. 55. I mean, just... I didn't. I didn't see anybody being negative. No, there was, I mean, it was great because even people were mad. There were some, some yeah, mad no, people. I was mad, but it wasn't like a, a toxic thing. Our was, quarterback Randy Campbell was mad. Right, people were mad, but they were, none of them were blaming Auburn or blaming right. the coach or blaming. Like, you but, didn't but see this, Bruce this can't month, X and O's this or or man, I can't believe we're still shooting too many threes. Ugh. This it's, whole month though, there was maybe we're just kind of spoiled by what happens in football in a bad way of. Even when things are going good, we you know they're not going to go. There's right. no maybe about that. There's yeah. there's boosters doing shady things, and you know you, something's always going to go wrong with football. I I never had that sense of dread. Everybody was positive. I mean, when we did this podcast, there's no serial music to yeah, be played. I was going to say when yeah. we played the serial music, there's a decent chance that's as divided as the Auburn fan base has ever been. Yeah, since Jetgate. Oh man, Jet Gay. Ryan doesn't remember. That. And this, oh, eight. yeah, this might be as united as the Auburn fan had ever been since Third. Cam Newton was to, was declared Cam ineligible Newton. for a day before the yes, yes, yeah, that was I, it. I, that I, moment when Cam Newton was ruled ineligible for a day. It was us against the world, and then was made eligible again. It was wave the Jolly Roger. So it's us against the, the world. The difference now we have the Jolly Obby. Yeah. The difference with this though, that's when we got it. By the way, is. It, the weirdest thing happened after we lost this game. And I realized the world was not against us after this game. And, and I think going into the game, I think there were a lot of people around the country that enjoyed this team. That's what I was going yeah. to about how positive. Auburn was a darling. Right. It's yeah, weird. people like us. Watch us play. And, and I realized. Like they really like us. I know. And it's, it's really odd. To, after the way that game ended, to see people from – all over the place, all walks of life, stripes. Duke, there were Duke fans in my section that were saying, 
I was cheering for you guys. You guys yeah. got robbed. Yeah. And they said one of my favorite games this year was our game against you guys because that was a super fun game. Yeah, it was. Like they they loved our team. Yeah. Our our team was fun to watch. If you like basketball, you you probably are going to like to watch Auburn basketball. And, and the way we went through March was a good story. If if we're going to go deserved and all these storyline things, Auburn's. I mean, yeah. They they were there's no deserve there is no deserve you there's don't no deserve something because you, you earn got blown it. out you earned the it. previous year right yeah. that that's so frustrating deserve um, if anything you deserve something if you get the game taken from you right so that now Auburn deserves a national <laughs> yeah, championship yeah. next year like no we don't deserve no, we it. don't deserve it we don't deserve a national championship no, you next deserve year. it if you score more points than the other team right. that's when you deserve it so to to see so many people when Auburn is down in the dumps. All these other people trying to kind of pick us up. Although, being told <laughs> that you got robbed by strangers does has a dual effect of, oh, man, they get it. But, yeah, man, it's it's Listen, the depressing. moment when I stood up to boo oh, the man. call at the end of the game and I realized that there were about 20,000 people in there out of 80,000 that were not booing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were Virginia the fans. The whole place was... Literally, it was the place. loudest I've ever heard a boo in my life. It was Virginia fans, one Michigan State fan behind me, and... Because uh, I was the only, like, there was like yeah, four you were, Auburn fans in my whole section. Yeah. And they were full throat booing. Yeah. I It it was shocking. Like, we were, we were hugging each other and, and celebrating in our section because we thought we'd won. Yeah. And, and I was high fiving Minnesota yeah. fans. You, you and I have talked about how, and I really don't want to get way into the weeds in this because I'll be thinking about this for a long time. But the at the end of that game, when that guy blows the whistle for the foul, the refs usually huddle, usually huddle and call it off. They're yeah. like, nope, no foul. We're not calling this. Anymore. We're not calling this right here. Um, but that didn't happen. No. Um, and the NCAA will never have to answer for it. Because um, it by the letter of the law, what happened was a foul. Sure, but you seen it not called. It had been called all game. This yeah. was that honestly, and I never didn't have feel that I didn't feel that bad about how the refs called this game no. until those last five right. seconds. No, I didn't either. They let them play. Like, Although, uh, Auburn fans love to complain about oh they're calling I, all the ticky tack fouls and like it, we yeah, actually at a hundred to be hundred percent honest. Auburn would have been better off in this game had they called all yeah. of the Tiki Tech yep. fouls. Yep, because they were letting them play, moving screens, which really benefits Virginia. Mo- moving screens over the back. Auburn was getting obliterated on a, lot of, on a lot of shots. But in the second half, yeah. there was what? Five, four, like, it was ten. four and four. That's yeah. like both teams had so many fouls <laughs> to give. Yeah, game. right. The only coaching decision that I'm a little iffy about was that the the double dribble shouldn't have ended the game. What should have ended the game is not fouling him on the right. half court shot, right? Because, or before the half court shot, because there's three seconds left in the game. You foul with six left, right. not with three left. Well, so here's the thing: Bryce had tried to foul him before in the, back the double dribble, yeah, which is fine because there was more time. Right. Left. But right. Andy's in the backcourt; yeah. he had to get the ball in on that side of the but floor. Bryce has to know how much time left in the game, yeah. and then not foul because now you're going to force them. To, they have no timeouts left. Yeah. And you have to force them to take a crazy shot crazy as shot. time is expiring. If we lose on, you foul them at three, if we lose on a crazy time. shot, absolutely, it's fine. If they make a half court shot, and we lose. Man, it sucks, but we lost, and that's how basketball is. Yep. it's a single game series. It's not the NBA. You're gonna get. Sometimes you lose on last second shots. Yes. 
But losing the last because... Last second free throws hurts. Last second free throws Because the most hurts. punchable a, face guy on, on the court gets to shoot. He had a heck of a basketball game. Oh, dude, game. I knew... I told Jeremy... And he's good. And, and this but, wasn't my this wasn't my defeat as I'm hitting... And I was like, he's going to hit these because he hits these. He's an 80-something percent free throw shooter, and he had ice in his veins. No no rim. <laughs> the bottom of the net, net is all it touched. It didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but our guy had those free throws, too. I know. And oh, Jared? Jared. Yeah, and he makes some he makes some nine out of ten. Oh, our two best, literally he's our two best free throw shooters missed a free throw yeah. towards the end of the game. In the last Dangel missed one. I will say this: Dan, the Dangel Purifoil Redemption story is still being written. I know, because that dude has had a heck of a march. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to say here, I'm gonna ask this, and then we're gonna be finished with this game. Yeah. Because so now we're just gonna move into superlatives. Season superlatives. I know Brian, you had show notes and I haven't even looked at it. I had less than a page of show notes tonight. I uh, kind of figured where we were going. I think I know the answer to the trivia question. Well, we, we can, we can yeah. get to the trivia question later. <laughs> what, uh, if you had to pick a starting five, not starting five, that's too easy. Starting three. Just three, your three. We're doing a three on three tournament? Three men of March for all oh, of basketball. Okay. okay. The, most, the most outstanding players of March only. Yeah. Who do you pick? Chuma. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe J, Javon. I was going to say, how far that's, down do you want to get to Javon McCormick? Yeah. And then Jane Joe Purifoy. Yeah. It, it, and you kind of go with those because the two other guys that seem so you obvious, expect, yeah. Jared and Bryce, I mean, that's we knew right. they were going to do. Comparing they did. To, Jared Harper was the player of the tournament for the. Right. Have we seen the all tournament Bryce teams? was the SEC tournament. Uh, no, we haven't. Or I don't think any of us have bothered to care because we knew no. that be chock full of the guy with two more gums than he has teeth. Um, and he is a, he does have a gummy smile. He is ugly. Sorry. Um, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm looking. I, yeah, because Jared and Bryce did exactly what we knew they would do, and th- these other three guys just stepped up. Um, Chuma had been that coming that way all year, but. And like I mean, Chumo Kiki sounds bad to say. Chuma didn't get to play the whole tournament. Right. If Chumo Kiki is in in what would have been, if the, he had gotten to play the whole tournament, he's he might be a lottery pick if he had yeah. not been hurt. That's, if he, that's if how he good had, he was playing. If he had been in what would have been our last three games, if he had been, oh, it's just not it's just Tech and Virginia. No, oh, that happens. Uh, yeah, if if he had been in our last three games, he would have been the best player in this tournament. He would have been. He would have probably gotten the tournament MVP. Chumo would. Yeah. Instead, Cal Guy was a tournament MVP. He had a, he had a heck of a tournament. Oh. All credit to Cal Guy. I, again, I don't want to take anything away from Virginia or Virginia fans. I actually had – I hate Virginia now because of this game, but I, I had zero negative interactions with little, actual Virginia fans. So the way our section was, we were at the back of our, our section, and um, it was all Auburn people. But above us was like this club level, and it was all Virginia fans or degenerate gamblers that had bet on Virginia. I, I wasn't sure. We had a little bit of a back and forth with some of these guys I behind mean, us at the end of the game. Oh, really? Because oh. during the game, I was a little annoyed at people cheering. Just kind of annoyed at people cheering against Auburn. Right. But at the end of the game, like after that, they were avoiding eye contact. Oh, the whole next day. The whole next across day, one, they would they duck away because they knew they got away. We we and I will say we had a little group of college aged kids rolling behind us out of the stadium, and they were not. Uh, not very good. We put a little distance between us and them. Yeah, they're cool. in college. Right. I, I was just like these guys. Who among us wasn't the same? That's right. One of them was wearing a just a jersey and jeans, and I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, guys, look, basketball jerseys are not great. No. 
for oh. regular folks. Especially college. It's like, my favorite sport, and I own very few basketball jerseys, and I own zero that I wear. So maybe the ones that are like sleeveless shirts. That's see, this is you know, that works okay. This is the most off topic we ever got on this podcast. The reason why Adidas came out with the really weird looking sleeved jerseys a couple it's, years yeah. ago is to sell them. Is to sell them because they're like, I mean, people wear soccer jerseys. Yeah, let's just sell soccer jerseys. The, the, the sleeveless shirt look is that that's that can sometimes work. I'm not gonna wear it. Yeah, uh, but the the tank like yeah, the, the actual tank the, yeah, the, which is what this guy was wearing with jeans, with jeans, and but like. I don't know, ankle boots. I, I like seeing the, the old man at the NBA game with the uh, jersey on over a white T-shirt. Tucked, <laughs> it's all tucked into his jeans. That's the best. Remember uh, Horace Spencer's look was the uh, yeah. the, the tight white uh, that underneath the... Uh, and the headband. It really made his delts. This is out, now going to be... Horace Spencer's shoulder muscles. We've moved into a requiem for the seniors. I love these guys. And... I've got an article. Let's let's, let's go one by one. Make sure everybody gets their due. Yeah. Well, so let's start with Malik. Classic Malik. Malik. Malik Dunbar is a senior, but he's only been on the team for two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. And he's probably, if we handed out a most improved player award, oh. he's taking it this year over Javon McCormick. Yeah. Only because Javon improved so much during the year. Right. Sure. Malik wins it because he improved from last year to this. Oh, year, last, he, the spirit of the award is. Yeah. He last year. He was just. He was another one of our kind of JUCO transfers. They're sometimes fun to watch. Sometimes, my goodness, what are you doing? He was more of an athlete than a basketball player. Right. Which is a lot of guys. What an athlete he is. Yeah. Always having fun. Always having a blast. Always having Big fun. smiles. Clapping his hands. A lot of high fives. Yep. Just a just a team, a glue guy, as we call him in the yeah. NBA. So it's not a perfect glue analogy, but just, especially on these behind-the-scenes videos that the AU video team has been awesome at this year. The best. Uh Malik has always reminded me of this like same per- kind of personality as Cam. Yeah, but I, I get that. He's I was kind of the goofy, having fun. He loves playing the sport he's playing. Yeah, not the same role on the team. When you started talking that, that's I was like, he's, he's he reminds me of Cam. I mean, he's he's built just like him. <laughs> they really are the same size, it's like six six two sixty, oh, which gives size. you a, another amazing scale of what basketball is. Full yeah. disclosure, <laughs> my my whole day before the game, I wasn't singing. We've got Jared. Sorry, Crow. I was singing. Let's get that dub, baby. Let's get that dub. The whole I couldn't get it out of my head. It's a catchy, catchy tune. It is a catchy tune. I want to do it. I want to do it. The remix. Go to the studio with me and then we can record (laughs) a a, a single. The B side is let's get that dub. But if you go in a recording studio in in Auburn, Alabama, let's make that happen. Hit it up. Uh, You've heard that beautiful music we made. Guess what, Malik? You can pay him a million dollars to do it now because he's a senior. He's no longer eligible. It's true. If I had it, I would. Yeah. but yeah, Malik is he, he improved to this guy that was consistent. Great defense all year. Um, Classic Malik started out as a joke, right? And ended up being because because we didn't know real. was you know was he gonna try to do something crazy and lose the ball and then yeah. they would score an easy bucket or was he gonna try to like tomahawk jam from the free throw line and miss it or was he gonna make it or was he gonna make it ball? and the, was he gonna place dunk was, on Horace like right, he did right, last year? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Just just. just and do something insane, and the whole place blows up. Or was he going to come out in warm ups and chew his jersey? Oh man! Oh, so that, he was the heart of this team. Yeah, I think so. So in the same way that like last year, they passed around the four and nineteen or whatever four and fourteen, yeah, four and fourteen, 14 jersey, yeah. shirt. It kind of got the, the Chuma thing happened immediately after the yep. game because Malik said hashtag Do it for Chuma, yep. and then it like 
it took off and it became like a real palpable these guys loved Chuma yeah. to the point where you know Anthony Macklem were saying oh, Chuma God, do no, it for Chuma no. during the free Dude, yeah, did you guys, a did 60 you guys know something that? I didn't know until after the game but a 60 something percent free throw shooter makes both ice cold free throws because he's repeating his bud's name <laughs> and like okay so now Malik Dunbar will go down in history as one of my favorite Auburn yes. of all time all time because of his big smile, because of his monster dunks, his what seemingly endless jumps, like his hops were just energy for days. Name a spot on the ceiling and he's gonna touch it for you. Tell like, me somebody that has more energy than, than he was Horace Spencer, but shorter. Yeah, you know, yeah. and with maybe a little more bunnies. That's about yeah, it. Yeah. Man, so we'll go into so Howard. Talk about horse. I'm going to horse. Yeah, it's a professional podcasting segue. <laughs> Horace Spencer. I mean, he's your favorite player ever. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. He's and now, is he, is he Mamadou Njai? Well, Where I love is he Mamadou. on this? Uh, I love me some Mamadou. Who I did. You get to meet Mamadou He, he was coming in the, we were talking to somebody else and he was coming into the elevator and nobody was really looking at this seven foot two guy. Yeah. Walking through. And I was like, guys, I think that's Mamadou. And, <laughs> and there are like, very, oh, foot, very few seven foot two dudes that are and, like and, Auburn related. And he's coming this way. I think Josh Black was standing there. He's like, go talk to him. And I was like, okay. Josh Black, not afraid to talk to whoever no, he wants. whoever he wants. So I'm like, hey, Mama Dude, like while we're standing there, and he, he looks, he's like, hey. And I go talk to him. I told him he was my favorite player ever. Yeah. I, at, when I was a kid, which I hope it didn't make him feel old. But well, that was I mean, I was, like, I was like 14. So I mean, he, he's not young. Right. Well, whatever. Anyway, this is about Horace. Right. So, so back to Horace, who Crow also told him that he was my favorite player. Hey, hey man. You're this guy's favorite player. <laughs> we took a picture together. I also told Malik Dunbar's mom that yes. she made a website for him. I yeah. said, hey, this guy loves your son. He made a website for him. Uh, she may have given me her number so I could send her the, uh, the, the website. He texted her the link, man. So, ClassicMalik.net. It's for the kids. I hope she enjoyed it. Um, it's a Wu-Tang Clan reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's for the kids. Um, but yeah, Horace, man, I it's... With, with him and Bryce both, I... I've been to so many of these guys' games because I, I mean, I've essentially been to every home game they've had since they were eighteen-year-old kids. This is you know, with Horace. This is Bruce's first recruiting class. Yes, Horace, first this class is Horace, Horace, Bryce, Dangel, and Horace was T.J. Dunnans. No, it's, 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 Sim was before. Them. Yeah. Oh, but it's T.J. Dunnans. I think he signed with Bruce like when Bruce had been there for a week. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Because right. Bruce brought in a bunch, a bunch of uh, JUCOs and transfers that first because uh, Tyler but Harris because he couldn't even recruit for like a month right. or two. Horace was the prize of this recruiting class though. Dan forced our recruit. yes. Horace and Dangel were. I saw both. Horace by the way on Sanford and, uh, and New Williams was the other one in that class. That's right. You're right. Um, but Horace and Dangel were were five star or four stars, and Horace I think was the highest. I think he was the sixty third. Supposed to be Dennis Rodman, as yeah. Bruce likes to tell us. He went to like Finley Prep in in Las Vegas. He's from Philadelphia. Right. Went to a prep school in Las Vegas that is like a sports academy. Right. This is like Demarco Murray went to Finley Prep. This is mm-hmm. a school that turns out. We professional we actually athletes. played out there, and I think Bruce went and saw him play while we were out there for a tournament. Yeah. That, that first year, but um. Horace, Horace is always, and I, I guess I can cross promote my uh, thank you article. I have a thank you uh, yeah. thing going up on College of Mag this week. But uh, I remember they used the Bruce's first two years. They did the Pearl Jam, which yep. was like a, a Midnight Madness type thing, but it was you know seven thirty p.m. or whatever. 
and they did a dunk contest kind of thing. They just they introduced all the players. They did graphics for them. It, it was just trying to create an atmosphere at Auburn that Auburn didn't have at that. Right. And and the thing I will always remember is Horace was just having a ball. He was a huge kid, uh, just a, just a big kid, and just out there laughing, playing around. Jumping through the roof. Yeah, you're trying as many dunks as you could. Oh, man, he he was so much fun to watch, and I was like, I cannot, I cannot wait to just watch this guy play. And and I want to say he started out starting. He started as a freshman. Year. Him and, and uh, Sean Smith, I think, split time. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right, that's right. And and you know he he never produced a lot of points, and I think that's why Bruce said he's the next Dennis Rodman. Or he he's he'll be like just like Dennis Rodman, um, and he, he was he was also a, any rebounds. It's a hundred percent right. Player. No, he he is now a pretty now dang pretty good, good defender and a pretty dang good defensive rebounder. Right. Um, he developed into a really good defensive rebounder. The, the last two years, though, Horse's role changed dramatically from what it had been his entire life, where he was the guy, um, especially the guy down low, and he. Became a leader on this team. He 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 and Bryce and Jared were the were the leaders on this team. Oh yeah. Um, and, and Horace was the guy that like against Kentucky when his head gets bloody. Yep. You knew at that moment the rest of that team is going to just pick up their game yep. that much more because they're going to do it for their dude. You never questioned Horace playing hard. Oh, Horace, that never, was the thing. They took a playoff. You thought your team was kind of lackadaisical. Yeah. You put Horace in there and they're going to play as hard as he is. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Horace, and I think. The two guys we have now talked about were a huge difference. We talked because about we could put guys two energy guys yeah. in, yeah, and, and and that that helps. But Horace, it was great to just see him grow from that big kid and keep that fun, loving attitude while and also maturing into what he what he has. Yeah, I think team. we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Avery. When we talked about Horace. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I, you, so you I guys a, know Horace became a dad while he was at Auburn, right? Yeah, and his his. His son is a year older than my daughter today. Right. He's a year younger than my daughter. Yeah. Not Your to the son. my son. Not to the <laughs> but close but, yeah. to the month. So Avery he Forrest got to bring him around the team and he involved him in everything right, that they did yeah. and and, and I, it was never to be like, Oh, I'm gonna get him on the camera and no, he was just around. Yeah. yeah. I actually and, took this out of my, my piece where yeah. I was thanking him because I was like, This seems a little saccharine. But but really Especially as a father, seeing a guy that has, is clearly trying being trying to be the best father he can be yeah. to his son was like I, I get a little weepy about yeah, it. Yeah, he's being times. a dad. He's being a dad, and and he's got all these uncles, right? Right. That are they're going to be his brothers for life. Yeah, like for life. Yeah. So I, I said this to my wife, kind of half jokingly, but kind of serious too, on senior night. Yeah. I wanted the celebrity letter in to be Avery. Oh man, I, I wish they would. Oh, oh why didn't they do it? I don't know if you right. should work for the sports marketing department. That's <laughs> a genius. That's a genius. You know, one thing we we talked about earlier in the basketball year was that you could tell the team at parts, the early parts of, of the non-conference and even conference, were having to figure out how to play without Mustafa Heron. Yeah. Um, and to make an identity for themselves without yeah. Mustafa. And what Malik and Horace were able to do is say, well, this is our identity, guys. Yeah. We're just, we're just, we are balls to the wall. Yep. We're just, we're going right. to play yeah. the hardest defense we can, and if we foul somebody, so be it. We are hammered down. Yep. That's that's the that is their mentality, yep. and that was 
And that was what happened. Like, midway through the conference season, you saw, and, and after that Kentucky game, when they realized we didn't play our hardest and we didn't yeah. play our best and we got blown out of the water, a switch was flipped, and all of a sudden Auburn was running dudes out yeah. the gym because everyone was was trying to reach what Horace and Malik have been doing since they right. stepped foot on campus. Yeah. It's true. So Horace is that guy. And, man, we're going to miss him. And we're, you know what else we're going to miss? We're going to miss the all-time leader in three-pointers made in Auburn history. In SEC history. In SEC history. A guy that I saw today, I think it was Josh Dubb, the king of stats. If, if he had never attempted a two-point field goal or a free throw, he is still top 30 in scoring in Auburn yeah. history. It's wild. But he did attempt twos and threes, so he's yeah. fifth in scoring in Auburn history. Yeah, he, Fifth in scoring. It's a guy that knows how to find the, the, the basket. I want them... Either way downtown. From way downtown or from way downtown. This year, the shot really, that he, he broke really, out against Kentucky. She yeah, he, a little baseline thing. That Kobe Bryant, a little Kobe Bryant, two dribbles in, take a fadeaway. That's it. This year, it was clear he like worked on his his drive and, and making layups. He did that a lot this year. He uh, Bryce last Brown, year, last year too. Last year, Bruce said that he challenged Bryce to become a scorer, not just a shooter. Right. And you could tell he did. And this year, he took another yeah. step. Dude, Bryce is a good, great all-around player. He's an offensive player, and he's a defensive lockdown oh, defensive juggernaut player. on defense, dude. I, I mean, think North Carolina kind of told me that he was just a shooter. He, yeah. was, he yeah. wouldn't give anything yeah. if he wasn't making his three. We should have known immediately after any reading or listening to anything that they those those folks over there had to say that they had no idea what was about to hit him. No, and they had never not watched one minute of Bryce Brown. No. <laughs> Because if you don't, if you think all he does is shoot threes, you don't watch any no, basketball. No, he and, and that's the thing that Bryce had in his locker from the from the start. He he was a shooter. He he could hit threes, uh, and he was a great defender. And the games where he couldn't defend, or couldn't shoot, even this year, he amped up his defense right more. Right. Um, and I actually recently read a thing that I never knew that there was this moment for Bryce where the switch flipped. Yeah. Because I, you could see the switch had flipped hit last year, but apparently it happened after they lost that game to Barry at the start of last year, and Bryce was mad, yeah, and went off, and then from then on, Bryce Bryce Brown was a new man because because he was you know kids are going to do kid things, yeah. When he came here, he he would get frustrated and and would be ineffective. Um, it, it would affect his great defense too at yeah. times. So his first two years, I know a lot of people were like, "Well, this guy can shoot," but he was man, he's, he, he he's a head case and yeah. stuff like that. And, and it, I mean, it was clear that he had an issue with getting his head down, getting frustrated, yeah. and it would affect his game. He'd miss a shot, and it would really be missing two because right. he missed the next one because right. he missed the last one. And, and, and last year, this dude just that switch flipped, and it is he is just. A great player. He, no, is, he attempted a three in the game against Virginia that was 100% a heat check three. Oh. Which may have been not the best look in that case, but because he's Bryce Brown. Yeah. And because he's the only guy on the team that I want taking heat yeah, check yeah, threes. Yeah. I thought it was going to go in. Yeah. And it didn't. It climbed up the backboard, but I was like, if this, he makes this thing, this is. I mean, like, yeah. he was wild legs, but just like Bryce, his form, his legs could be going in any different direction. But from the waist up, he oh, looks yeah. exactly the same every shot. And yep. that is nothing but repetition. Yep. Yeah, that's not gym. an action. He is a, that's not gym. a skill. He, that's hundreds he, and thousands of shots. That's like very similar to, Reg, to, to uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen and Bryce yeah. Brown, very similar players. They're very similar. Very. And Ray 
would talk about how he would practice shoot. jumping and like doing the splits in the air and trying to shoot and, and jump in keep, and put his, his arms to the yeah. left, legs to the left, trying to shoot and keeping your waist and your shoulders straight parallel to the basket. And you can tell Bryce does that because that's yeah. that's his game. I I don't. The there's only one guy on this team, and I all these dudes are hard workers, so don't. Don't don't take this as uh, well, the rest of these guys don't really put in the work. But there's maybe only one guy that works harder on the team than, than Bryce, and that would be Jared. But, but but Bryce is just such a relentless worker. Yeah, shooting. He's way late in the gym shooting all the time. Who's um, Laurent Smith said that his first year, his year there with Bryce, he had forgotten something in the locker room, and gone up there at like three a.m. to get it on the weekend. And he heard music coming, and he opened the door, and Bryce was blaring rap and just shooting threes by himself in the gym, on the weekend, at three a.m. That's wild, man. It's crazy. That's how you. That's how you get better at this sport. Yeah, it's a. It is like baseball in that it is a. Um, it's a sport of muscle memory, and it's a sport of delicate motions that you have to get better at, mm-hmm. like golf and baseball. It's not a brute force. It's not no. a brute force. You can't start playing the game in the eighth grade and hope to be right unless you just. Start in eighth grade practicing a thousand practicing hours a week. A thousand hours a week, right? The and that all that repetition, all that practice that he put in enabled him. His shot was going to be good. Yeah. So it enabled him to work on other things as well. All the extra time he put in on the shot, he could get better at other things as a result of working so hard on that one thing. And he's good at defense because defense doesn't require athleticism. No. It requires effort. Yeah. And because he's a hard worker, he just has a tremendous amount of effort. His motor doesn't stop. And uh, so that's our, those are our seniors. I want to talk about one other guy that we know is not going to be here next year. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, do we want to talk yeah. about him? Because maybe there's still the possibility, but yeah. I just don't. I think he's. The way he worded that. Uh, that the way he worded he's, that, he, he's not he said goodbye. Right. right. And and Jared Harper was the team captain? I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know if he you didn't have a de- definitive team captain, but he was the team captain. Oh, no. he, he was the general. There was of not this, one guy on that court team. that didn't look to Jared when something yep. was going wrong. The like, tiniest guy on do? the tiniest guy on the floor was in absolute control of that floor. If, if Bruce had ever gotten ejected from a game this season, which we thought he was going to several times, yeah, I would have full confidence in Jared just calling the plays. Absolutely. Well, Bruce said Jared's smarter than he is. Yeah, and that's a lot of times. If you don't know if you guys noticed this, Auburn would usually go to the end of the game with three timeouts because it doesn't matter if the team's going on a run. Jared's out there. He'll, Jared's got it. Yeah. So he'll get them taken care of. I, I know of people that have watched them practice, and, and they've said Jared in pra- Jared's like running practice. Like he's telling guys where to be, like how they're going to do things. Um, th- there's uh, He may have the highest basketball IQ of anybody that's ever been at Auburn. That's Jared Harper, all the basketball coach. I don't think that's crazy. Dude, I would love that. Build him a statue, get him back. If he coaches the team, he gets a statue. Period. Oh, yeah. I think Jared Harper's going to make it in the NBA. He's the yeah. size of a guy like Yogi Ferrell played in Indiana. He's in the league. He's he's not going to be uh, starting for the NBA Finals team. He's probably going to be a bench guy. Yeah. Would, He'll but, work his way in. Speak, you know who he reminds me of, and this is hilarious because I hate this guy with everything in my body, is Avery Johnson. Oh, Avery Johnson, yeah. And Avery Johnson wasn't – I don't think he was drafted in the first round. And Avery Johnson played in the league forever Yeah. because of a high basketball IQ, a high motor, and a ability to work it was, hard. It was a little longer. And leadership. A, a little while ago that, that Avery did that. There weren't uh, – your all your shooting guards weren't, you know, 6'9". But he was a point, and he didn't shoot threes. But now you got Jared who can who can shoot threes. Yeah. 
He's he, not going to be able to guard Luca, but he, I mean, yeah. there's guys on there you can hide him in the NBA again. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are some shorter guys. There's Chris Paul's not very big. No, I mean, um, he's six three, but well, I thought he <laughs> he's was, not very big for I the NBA. I thought he was actually six foot. I thought he was maybe. I think I think he's taller than that. Isaiah Thomas is like real. Nate, is like real time. Nate Robertson oh. was not. In the, so, it was in the league. Not that no, long he's ago. five seven. Right. Current Isaiah Thomas, yes. is yeah, very he's like five nine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He might be. A, he and Jared are probably the same size. Right. His game is way different. Yeah, he's more of a scoring. But he yeah. and he's not getting minutes because yeah. that guy isn't the NBA anymore. Right. So Jared fits the modern NBA. Yeah. More than Isaiah Thomas fits the modern NBA. Um, but man, Jared, this guy. We're gonna miss Jared Harper more than Auburn football will miss Jared Stidham. <laughs> We're gonna miss Jared oh. Harper. That's that's not even close. Well. We're going to miss Jared Harper more than anybody else we've named. There's like 50% of Auburn fans aren't going to miss Jared Stidham. Well, Which true. they're wrong I, about. They're wrong. There, there's probably only five, 0.5% of Auburn fans that aren't going to miss Jared Harper because they're stupid. Yeah. Because they're football-only fans and they don't care about basketball. <laughs> they think that's he shoots that's why many, they don't care about He thinks he shoots too many threes. Which he didn't do a whole lot of this tournament. No, he, really he actually didn't. wasn't a great three shooter this tournament. He hit his first thing. transition three in the in the yeah. game the other night of the tournament. Jared, he was um, a point guard in this tournament. Yep. What Jared Harper is, is he's he's one more season away from being the all-time leader in assists. Yep. One more normal Jared Harper season right. away. Yeah. From being the all-time leader in assists in Auburn history, he's got to be the all-time leader in assists in Auburn history for guys who have played three years. Yeah. Or less. Like if you. If you don't count the guys who played all four years here, he's got to be number one. I, I Charles Barkley's so. favorite player. He's yeah, because he's for he's a reason. Similar to Charles Barkley, he's not the biggest guy on the court, but you would never, you can't tell him that. Yeah, you cannot tell Jerry Harper. I guarantee. I guarantee you that has a lot to do with why Charles likes. Of course, he's not gonna let big guys tell him that he's not in charge. Yeah, and there's something to be said about a team like Auburn that plays with pace. They're able to play with pace because Jared Harper can control the game. Yep. Without without scoring, he and that wasn't the game. that wasn't the case his freshman year. I remember oh, two no. years ago, Oof. he was he was truly what people say he is now. Where oh, he's just a scorer. He's not a point guard. He just shoots a lot. Yeah, if Jared was shooting great, he might be the best player in the court. But when he uh, wasn't, he he was a liability. UAB game, and that's why you had Ronnie Johnson, who was the kind of the steadying. Yeah, right. You know, he calmed the ball down. Jared couldn't run his offense until he had a guy like Jared Harper. Yep, I agree. Jared Jared is the most I tweeted it in the first game of the year. Jared Harper's better than Tua. <laughs> and I mean it, man. Jared Harper's, the yeah. most, Jared Harper's the most important player in Auburn basketball in the last pick a number of years. I, pick a number of years. Pick a number of years doesn't include Chuck and Wesley person. And I would <laughs> probably say that, that he's the most important singular player. Because without Jared Harper, and I love Javon. I'm a Javon McCormick stan. Mm. But without Jared Harper, this team doesn't make it no. to the tournament. No. And this is a really good team. Yeah, the tons of good players on it. But Jared Harper takes the team from a tournament from a fringe tournament team to a Final Four team. Yeah. And would do the same at a lot of other schools. Yep. So I'm gonna miss Jared Harper. I'm gonna miss Jared Harper a ton. I wrote a dadgum song. I could have put We've got Horace. It could have been We've got uh Javon. There's a lot of guys with two syllable first names. But we got Jared fit. Because yeah. we've got because no, because of what Bruce said after the UAB game, they said, "Why did y'all win this game? What was the key to the game?" And he said, "We've got Jared Harper, and they don't." Yeah, that's why we beat UAB. We won, we won a lot of games because we've got Jared Harper. I put that on Twitter too. I said the most important statistic in predicting Auburn wins is number of Jared Harpers on the team. <laughs> in games in which Auburn is leading, in that statistic, it usually wins. 
We got one more Jared Harper than they do, so we're going to win the game. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's there's guys that are like Kobe White that are just freaks of nature. Kobe White's an NBA All Star, but he's not Jared Harper. He's not Jared Harper. He's Jared Harper with a couple more inches on him. That's about it. Yeah, and I don't even know if I mean he's. Is he controlling the team like Jared Harper does? No. I don't. I don't think so. That's the, not that, right now. He's not right. He might when he's Jared Harper's age. Yeah. So Jared <laughs> is. Yeah. Right. There's very few guys that I will buy a t-shirt t-shirt jersey of because I don't know if I'm gonna buy an actual NBA jersey because <laughs> they're a hundred dollars and I'm never gonna wear it out of that. China. What'd you say? You gotta buy them from China. And yeah, well, I don't buy them fake ones. That those like fun terrorism, right? <laughs> I'll go buy him when I'm over there. How about that? Yeah. So, I will buy a Jared Harper custom t-shirt jersey for mm-hmm. whatever NBA team he is on. You've heard it here first. The team that said, unless, wait, unless it's the Rockets. I'm not going to buy a Rockets jersey. But I will buy his his shirt because I want him to succeed I mean, more too. than almost any player that's ever come through here. Just because it proves so many people wrong. Stone Cold killer that guy is. I don't, he'll do it. He can he'll do, do it, it. next level. If they give him a chance, him and Bryce Brown both, if yeah. they, either one of them get a shot at the next level, they will they won't ever leave. Yep. Um, kind of like Marquise. Yeah, it's I, I, I kind of feel time. like that's gonna that's sort of Bryce's avenue. Is it's gonna be similar to Marquise? He's not as big as Marquise is, obviously. No. But he's a great defender, and that's that's how Marquise made his money. In Marquise the stayed in the league for a long time, longer than most people like thought he ever would. Eight points a game max, I'd say, yeah. probably. But dude could defend. Similar to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's been playing for the Celtics for 100 years because they know they can throw him on somebody and he'll lock him down. Or yeah, he'll just score. play so dirty that, that <laughs> they all quit. And Bryce can do that <laughs> the, kind the of The Kendrick stuff. Perkins man. Yeah, exactly. We'll foul him every time and make him call him. Um, yeah, I love this team, man. I did freaking man. love this team. I, like, I've never... I love the football teams that we that we've had over the years, but th- this is what I was saying early, earlier: is that basketball is so much more intimate. There's only 15 guys on the team. Um, ten really that play. Right, ten that play. Most. We we didn't mention Cole Blackstock. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like to talk about the walk on, but the dude. I mean, he's an important part of the team. Yeah. He's, he's playing a different guy every week. Like, right. he has to be a different dude twice a week, basically. Right. Had um, the best tackle on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, had the best tackle on the court. Uh, and, it, you know, that dude's sacrificed because he's never going to see the floor. And he, he right. works. He worked his tail off. Works just as hard as these other guys. And he so. was uh, an engineering major, too. Yeah. So it's not like he oh, had plenty of spare time. Man, the biggest travesty, and nobody saw this. Final Four, after our game, between games, they did a, um, like, academic MVP or whatever. Exactly. They gave us some Texas Tech guy in human sciences with a three point two seven GPA or something, and Cole was one of the one of the guys yeah. on it, and they gave it to that guy. I'm like, Blackstock's an engineer with a four zero, I think. Or something Good crazy Lord. Like that. Uh, but yeah, I love I love this team to death, man. There, there's the it, it's just part of it is having gone to basically all of their games for four right. years, but but also basketball is like you said earlier, it's, it's just more fun. intimate. There's only 15 of them, and it's fun. The games don't feel like you're fighting a war for your survival. Right. Football games right. are a more like the it's only, like if we lose this, it is over. The only fun part of football games is tailgating. Yeah. Because after that, it's not fun. Football games <laughs> are not fun. They can be. You're just trying not to be miserable. And then here's the thing: I love football. Football is my favorite sport to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Football is trying not to be miserable by the end of the game. I mean, like, you have the Music City Bowl where you blow out <laughs> At Purdue. At least Auburn people it is. <laughs> Fair. Okay. But the games are usually so close and hard fought that it's just a stress nightmare. Yeah. Because if you lose, again, you lose, that's it. Season's over. And here's the thing. You don't enjoy other teams winning in football. You right. enjoy other teams losing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There's yeah. a lot of hate involved in football, I feel like. I sat next to a beat writer on the way home because a lot of us changed, got that same spirit on its flight because it was really cheap. And Benjamin Wolk, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. I told him and Jay Tate they did a great job covering this team. Because they all, every beat writer did a great job covering this team. Yeah. And Benjamin Wolk looked at me and said, this is the his favorite team in any sport that he's ever covered, no matter where he's been. I think they might be mine. And that, dude, they might be mine. That, that, I, I really mean, it, it, it all, for me, it would only be between this team, um, the 98-99 Auburn basketball team. 2010 and football. 2010 and 2013 football. It, there's like four teams, and this, this team, Yeah, I, I mean, there's recency bias, obviously, yeah. but just. You want to know something, Crow? You played a part in that. Well, yeah. dude, that's <laughs> like people. Yeah, people will remember parts of this season because of this song, and you're you got to be okay with that. Well, there's a there's part of me that's like there are probably people that because of my song know all the guys' names. Well, let's hope they, pro- they don't know Samir's name. No, I don't know. Song. I said the <laughs> name wrong, but I I said it right on this podcast. A thousand, oh, I, a I thousand times, and then said it wrong. If it makes song. you feel better, uh, nerds cut up the articles. He's been spelling Macklemore wrong all season. Oh no, no. it's so good. I haven't told him that. But, yeah, uh, somebody so in the comments you finally pointed it out. No, I you guys knew him. and so you didn't good. tell him. It's so good. Oh, come <laughs> on, the commenters, go at him. Look, he I is, just watch the the gifts. I don't read the song. <laughs> the song was an important part of the team, only because the team. Was so much fun, right? Yeah. yeah I if I had so. written that song about any other basketball team, it doesn't catch on because the team. This, is a, this is a Lebo era team. It was our Super Bowl yeah. shuffle, as uh, as one. Uh, I think member. Marcelo uh, mentioned that a couple of guys was, said it at was, the at yeah. the Marriott lobby bar. Somebody else. Okay. Yeah, Super Bowl shuffle, um, because it was just a fun, dumb thing that the team embraced. The team embraced it. Yeah, they thought it was funny. So if I, that was the whole thing. They, they got was the joke. That's, I think that's the important They got part. the joke. Yeah, they got the joke. They thought it was funny. They get the show. as laboratory. Nobody, nobody else nobody else is ever going to write a song for any of these dudes. And that, Well, we just did like a, about a minute ago. Again, no, nobody else. <laughs> I don't know. An hour, an hour, hour ago. But uh, I just... Everyone wants to know what the follow-up is. I've heard... 20 people and I get it I get probably five recommendations on songs to cover a day Um, and there just isn't a follow up like this little Sebastian cover is a joke I don't I don't expect it to take off I don't expect it to even be listened to besides the few people that listen to this podcast that song took off because this team embraced it yeah and And, and people love this team and this team embraced it because they're awesome yeah Right? And they're likable guys. They're all having fun, and that is what, that. And that's what I mentioned. Auburn was my hammer of, of the week. Auburn is a general thing because everybody embraced it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not going to say every single person got the joke and know what you were going for, but as a whole, I mean, it was this whole month has been like a party. Yeah, nobody oh, expected sure. more than anything that we did. Right. And I outside was, of losing to New Mexico State, no one was going to be upset man, with how this this yeah. this month went. And this month long party about killed me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I need a break. And and it, it this month long party was 
too much of a good thing almost for me. <laughs> almost. Uh, I'm getting too big. Girl, when, they, when they play, we've got Jared. Uh, when the band plays it in Auburn Arena next year. Oh, they're just going to play it all the time now. When they, sure. when they give out the Even championship rings. And you hear, we've got Bro, Jared. That'll be too the, much. I mean, speakers. again... I didn't oh, got to it. I might get to be a celebrity in. Oh God! You're gonna be a celebrity in. It's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna happen. I don't know if I'll be able to stand up. If they asked me to be a celebrity uh, in. Oh, you're gonna have. There, there've been people way lamer than you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this: when they sang the song, and I saw the face, the Instagram live video of the student body and the players yeah. sitting around clapping and singing the song when they got back. After the loss that they took, yeah, that meant a ton. Yeah, because again, they're still having fun. Yeah, that, they took a they took an L that they shouldn't have taken, and that nobody would ever want to have to try to take, and they still had fun at the end of it. That that is what I think of when I think of Bruce Pearl basketball is a bunch of dudes having fun, having a blast. And, and who would want to play here? A bunch of guys. Who dudes. watches that game? Who watches that game that we just lost? Yeah. And thinks, I'm gonna go play for that Virginia team. Yeah. No, no, eighteen year old in his right mind. If Tom like, Crean, I would rather play for that team. If, if Tom, boring old Tom Crean, can sign a number five <laughs> class in the country at Georgia based on being boring old Tom Crean, and being a Nike school, uh, once having an Indiana yeah. on his resume, then. Then imagine he's a Final Four, I think, at some point too. Yeah, he went there with yeah, with Indiana. Indiana. Uh, like f- with uh, like f- five years ago, Yogi like Ferrell was about wasn't even that long ago. Speaking of Yogi, double time Yogi Ferrell, <laughs> man, drop on the pot. Uh, this is gonna be his Yogi Ferrell pot. Oh no, that was not Yogi Ferrell's. That was uh, Victor Oladipo's. Probably You're right. Four. I just snapped right in the microphone. Sorry, everybody. Um, but but just I can't. The impact this is gonna have on recruiting. Yeah. Just seeing these dudes have fun, seeing how we play. We may, we can make it to a Final Four. This, this Final is, Four team. This is the point I made um, towards the end of my thank yous, um, and specifically to Horace, is that these guys came here to build something, and they built it. They built it. I they built it. Yeah. They they and they didn't just build a foundation. Like they showed that Auburn can win this league. They showed that Auburn can make the tournament. They showed that Auburn can make the Sweet Sixteen. They showed that Auburn can make the Elite Eight. Yeah. And they showed that Auburn can go to the Final Four. Something, I it's mean, never done. Never done. So he built. So when people say Bruce Pearl came in, he even says it that he came to Auburn with a rebuilding job. Yeah, he didn't have. I, I thought a that was a joke. Full There's no rebuilding job. job. There was, there was a building job. Yeah. There's a building job. There was a he built it. Flat piece of land that he just. And as the Doobie no, Brothers say, it's a then, swamp that he had to build up and then build. As Michael McDonald says in the song that I almost covered, "What a fool believes." That's, that's, he was trying hard to recreate what had yet to be created. And that that's that's what Bruce did. He was like, I'm going to rebuild. And he's trying hard to recreate what had yet to be created. He has to build. And he's done it. Yeah. This team he is now, it. he Absolutely. got here, and that team was not very good his first couple of years. No. Let's, let's be clear. They were awful. And he turned them into something that is, I don't know how sustainable it is, but it's uh, happened. Like Bruce said, he said this. Again, in almost every press conference the last couple of weeks, every time we've gone to the next round, it's we're not a Sweet 16 team. We're a Sweet 16 program. Program. Right? We're a Final Four we're, program. Right. We're not a Final Four team. We're a Final Four program. Man. Not to say that we have to be there or it's a terrible season, but that that can be the goal. That's yeah. not crazy to say, yeah, we want to be in the Final Four. I don't want that to be. No. 
the expectation for next I, year. Well, I don't want to. I don't want Auburn fans to sit here right now going, "All right, well, next year's team, that's the goal. If we don't get there, it's a disappointing season." I, I know we probably want to wrap up the basketball talk. We got to wrap up that's the podcast. Awesome. It's, 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 um, it's so, one twenty on this. So the 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 one thing. I want to leave on a positive like note. Like, Lydia's not listening to this. Oh, this well, we're talking about her now. Okay. That's true. Thanks for listening, Lydia. We haven't Lydia. talked about WrestleMania yet. Oh, we dear. are talking about WrestleMania. It was awesome. I watched it in the hotel lobby. It was great. It anyway. was longer than a college, a Big 12 football game, which is... <laughs> Crow and I watched a little bit of it we together. Watch we watched the old Shane and the Miz match. Anyway. Yeah. You're welcome, Lydia. Uh, it was the Miz. I know we said... I mean, we can't think that we can ever make the Final Four again. And, and they're they're... Programs that make it here, Butler made it two times, and then they're not even in tournament this year. Yeah. Uh, But Florida is a team, a program, who weren't very good. They were really bad for years and years. And then Billy Donovan comes in there and builds them up, gets them into the tournament. They beat Duke in the tournament. Then a few years later, he gets a class. Yeah, well, he he was getting classes over yeah, and over. But then all of a sudden, he got a class. Yes, <laughs> and and they make the final four. They make the championship. They win the championship. Yep. Then they go back to the next year. They they went back to that. Yeah, they won. They they won that. Then they won football. Then they, they won beat, that because they won, they beat Greg Oden the second time they went. So I mean, I don't want to poo poo on the idea that we could ever make a final four again. It's possible. I mean, I this whatever this is the beginning of. It is just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make it back to this tournament. And I, I, I mean, in the next five years, I, I really expect we'll make an, the Elite Eight at least again. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I think that'd be, that'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be so great. All right, let's 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 wrap it up. We've been an hour and 25. If you're still listening to this, good on you. Dirt Nowitzki is about to take his last shot as a Dallas Maverick. It's kind of damn crew. At the American Oh, they're, they're triple teaming him to keep him taking the shot. Let him do it. Oh, he's not going to do it. Oh, that was the ball of the ref. Too classy. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest European-born player, the greatest foreign-born player in the history of the game of basketball has just played his last home game. Yeah, I was listening and pretty mad at you right now. Yeah, I cannot touch <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. Not even close. Dirk's top 15 player in the history of the game. Yeah. Um, and almost an Auburn Tiger, thanks to Charles Barkley. Now, the closing thought on this great Auburn team is what a run what, what a an run. incredible run. What a, run what a feeling to be able to, I told I told I told the strength coach yeah I hugged him I hugged Damon Davis thank you and I, I first off all I thought he was the guy who makes the videos oh so initially I said hey man you make the videos and I'm the strength coach the greatest strength coach in the country by the way yeah. every player thanks him I, I hugged him and I said man let me tell you what you get to do and I got a little piece of it with the stupid song. But what that guy gets to do for a living is to be a part of bringing a collective joy to sure a group joy. of people. And that's something that not a lot of people get to go do. If you're an accountant, you got a good job. But you are not necessarily a part of bringing joy to thousands of people. Yep. But the strength coach at Auburn Basketball is. Mm-hmm. And so is the assistant coach. And so is every guy on the team, including Cole Blackstock. Miles Parker, those guys were part of bringing a tremendous amount of joy to a group of people that will never be able to thank them enough and will never forget what they've been given this year. I know for me personally, I'll never forget 
the last month of my life. I'm, I'll never forget it. And I didn't even write a song. Dude. <laughs> like I'll, I'll never forget. No, it. Man. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this trip. I, I genuinely had a blast on the trip. Blast. Um, but despite the incredible amount of heartache yeah. that, that I received, um, it, this whole whole month, this whole year, the whole five years Bruce has been here, really. Um, it, the whole horse Spencer era. Oh man, the whole horse Spencer era. I, I love them. I, lo- I love these guys. It's what makes sports amazing, man. Is you can follow a soap opera like this, and when there's a payoff, it's just and like you hurt. The more you hurt, because the more you care. Yep. And that's why all these we were we cared a lot. We were at that hotel with people that cared about this team. Yeah. They call, and, they made us care. And that's why it was such a weepy place. When we lost Here's in that headlines. Oh, when we lost in that random SEC tournament with uh KT Harrell and those guys. Yeah. I was bummed. I was bummed but On March I didn't. 17th, I'll beat Tennessee 84 to 64. I was I didn't Damn right. I didn't care that much. I didn't care that much about that SEC championship, that SEC tournament game. That was just giving us the headline. That's true. Anyway, we care more about this team. Yeah. And and I love Auburn basketball, but this team made me care to a point that I've never cared about an Auburn basketball team. Oh, it was. And I followed it. I'm not a recent fan. Right. But he's a different kind of care. All right. Guys, hour and 30. We love you so much. We mean it. Yeah. I am be forever indebted to all you guys who listen to this and who love us. The last thing I want to say, IronManOrangeAndTrue.com. We hadn't got into this. If you really like the podcast and you really like the song and you like whatever else we do, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have a whatever. Uh, we don't have any of that stuff because we have a sponsor. If you want to give us money, if you like what we provide at College of Magnolia, if you like the content that we give you for free, then what we'd love for you to do is to donate to a particular charity. In this case, we're picking Youth for Christ East Alabama. It's one a charity I know very well. It is a great spot for your money to go. On one hundred percent of the money you give to Iron Man Orange and True, one hundred percent goes to mentoring programs for teenagers in East Alabama, both in high schools, junior highs, and also in correctional facilities. We are donating to an organization that's probably the only not a, probably I know it's the only organization that is doing these kind of programs in prisons uh, and juvenile centers in this area of the town. In this area of the country. So, if you're like, if you're thinking to yourself, man, what happens to those kids when they go to jail? Who cares for them? East Alabama YFC, JJM, Juvenile Justice Ministry, that's who cares for them. Um, and I can tell you stories about those guys. I can tell you stories about the kids uh, that we work with on high school and junior high campuses. Uh, we can talk about Beauregard and the amount of disaster relief that East Alabama Youth for Christ has put money into. Um, so Iron Man Orange and True, all one word, IronManOrangeAndTrue.com is the place to go. Ryan's going to play some holes. I'm playing some holes. Chiefs might be coming out and playing some holes, driving a golf cart, who knows what. Looking pretty for us. If you want to come out and say, hey, if you want to donate in person, if you want to do whatever, it is April 22nd, Indian Pines Golf Course. Be there, be square. Jack, can you put the link on the page at the show? Thanks so much. I love you, Jack. <laughs>